You are listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 385. This is a special episode with insights from 15 six- to seven-figure female online entrepreneurs on the next normal in online business. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. This week, I should have been in Iceland to host the Self-Made Summit, but instead, I hosted the five-day online course, How to Succeed in the Next Normal in Online Business. The speakers from the Self-Made Summit and some special guests joined over a whole week and shared how the last three months have changed their lives and businesses and what next normal means to them. The insights are mind-blowing and we cannot wait to see these speakers on stage with us next year, June 22nd to 23rd, 2021. Yes, the Self-Made Summit is happening. We just had to postpone it by a year. And as a bonus, you receive all these amazing insights from our Self-Made Summit speakers and special guests. Tune in and listen to Dennis Duffield-Thomas, Lisa Larter, Susie Ashworth, Elena Herdigerhoff, Claudia Chan, Joanne Sweeney, Lorraine Dalmeyer, Dr. Natalia Bikowski, Gwen Lane, Molly Pittman, Nana Kaulo Macaniola, Caitlin Becher, Ashley Crouch, Kirsten Stendivat, and Anne Wilson. You'll find the show notes, links, and bios of all the speakers at sig.com forward slash 385. And as we all know, the event business disappeared. <laughs> so that was an interesting uh, situation for me because um, TEDx events, especially the ones that are, are in person, have been called off. Some have moved um, online, but uh, you know, for the most part, uh, TEDx organizers have postponed their events to next year. And that also meant, of course, for me, I had to put my own clients on hold and say, let's not go further in the process until we can actually pursue applications and, and go out there again. And also, of course, um, to bring on new clients is not really possible when what you're offering doesn't exist at the moment. So that was interesting. But thankfully, I was set up in a way that was quite crisis-proof because I have a second business, which is where I do uh, intuitive business coaching. It's something I've been doing since 2014 and has always been something that I enjoy doing for select group of, of entrepreneurs that felt called to work with me. So actually, I re-pivoted to that during this time. And as it so happens, that was a good idea because not only is it something I know how to do and I enjoy, it's also something that many entrepreneurs needed at this moment where they're like, ah, 
something similar is happening in my business. My clients are disappearing. What do I do? So it actually turned out um, to be a good match for me and also for my clients. <laughs> the positive thing about the online world is that building communities is so easy and so quick. And I think uh, more and more people are gathering uh, together online, whether it was during Corona times, Zoom dinners, Zoom cocktail parties, or whatever it was. You know, I, I've spoken to friends and had virtual dinners, um, which I would have never had otherwise. And I actually ended up feeling more connected to people I care about during Corona and even now than um, I was before. So I think the, the online space has also given us room to improve our community relationships. I think it's, um, for me, on a personal level, I think it's a next normal for humanity from a consciousness perspective. So what I see happening and what I, I see coming out of all of these big, massive changes and earthquakes in all variety of manners is actually a reawakening to our truth and who we really are at our core and this reassessment and this reconnection to our souls. I think that is happening all across the board is actually going to reinvent not only just how we do business in life, but how we evolve as a collective of humans and how we can elevate our consciousness to, to the next level. So for me, new normal is new and higher consciousness. <laughs> I think that the more proactive you are, as opposed to just sitting back and being like, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't know enough about this or we're still trying to figure out the more you can make that a priority and actually do the work. So I'm speaking to every individual out there that owns a business, which is pretty much everybody that's in this zoom call right now in this event to every corporation and anybody that's a leader is actually invest the time and just do the work on learning about what is happening around race right now and thinking about where you want to stand in it. Because it is the sort of passiveness and it is the sort of, well, I'm just not going to like touch it because the more proactive you are, the more, um, the more integrity really that your organization has around something that, you know, like you are an organization and is humanity. And so your value system being proactive about that, I think is really, really important. And the other thing in a crisis and in any in a situation like a, like a COVID is that the best leaders or the true colors of leaders and what people do stand for, like that stuff surfaces, right? Like you'll see who the really, really good companies are versus the ones that do nothing. You'll see the leaders that really speak up versus the ones that say nothing. And so, you know, this is, again, it's like you could choose to be passive, you could choose to be quiet, but that really is also very revealing as to, because uh, there's a difference between being not something and being proactively for something. And so that is the next normal for me is truly, you know, designing my whole life um, and being really intentional that everything is set up in a way that's in alignment with what really matters the most. And, you know, when I think about, like, I, I always say my quote is your schedule is less about what you get done and more about who you want to become. And so I want to be a great mom. I want to be present for my kids. I want to, I want to have a great marriage. I want to like wealth is well-being. And so, you know, that's really what I'm, you know, the next normal for me has to be just, you know, really enjoying every day of life and, and not taking it for granted. And, um, and just designing my schedule and my time and my choices to be in alignment with that. 
I had been spending my time on trains, on planes, and realizing that the downtime coupled with the exhaustion that goes with it was not sustainable long term. And so I had made a conscious effort, but with COVID, I've made a definitive intention that I'm not going to go back to that. And um, I still want to speak on stages, um, but certainly, you know, flying across Europe for a two hour meeting when I can do it right here um, from my home office um, is totally legitimate. And so, yeah, I've made a conscious decision and I feel so light um, and so excited that I've made that decision. And now I can focus on creating programs and coaching that I know my clients need. And I do believe I will uh, attract those clients and um, more broadly across the globe. I think, I hope that COVID-19 and the disruption that it has caused to society and by having statistics like understanding that a, a third less papers from women are being published right now actually puts an extra focus on the demands of women um, in the working world and, and also in the self-employment world. And hopefully it can be a good thing to, to be a catalyst for some sort of change. In a crisis, you actually see who your leaders are. You see their true, true colours. And I think that social media has actually helped the voice of the, the minority groupings. And I say in like the first page of my book that the pendulum of power has swung from church, state and corporate business into the hands of the citizen because of the democratization of the internet, the free availability of Wi-Fi and smartphone consumption. And now we have no choice but to listen. Okay, you can't be like that, that emoji where you see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. The truth is in front of you and the truth has been spoken and it's been broadcast in viral ways right across the world. I feel a, a greater freedom and even bandwidth in my own head to get that message out. So the next normal for me feels that it came sooner than anticipated and it's it's going to be easier because it's been forced upon me, which is, I feel like a weird gift. Yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. You say, what has happened? What hasn't happened? I think is maybe the better question. I have never worked so hard in my life. I'm literally working like 60, 70 hours a week. It's crazy. Um, but basically what has happened is we teach people online how to make their own cosmetics and then how to turn it into a brand using natural ingredients and organic ingredients. And that escapism, I think, has really appealed to people, as well as the fact that obviously we teach practical skills and then show you how to start a business with it. So the result of lockdown and the pandemic has been an absolute tsunami, I think, of new students is the best way to put it. I think more empowerment for people starting their own businesses. I'm even seeing it with my own friends, like my school friends are all going, here's my business. I've started a business. And I'm going, this is awesome. You know, for years I thought I was the, the odd one out. Now everyone's doing it. And I love that because I want to see some of these small businesses really flourish. And I think that's the way that things are going to go because people have had the rug pulled out from under them in this pandemic. A lot of people have lost their jobs or been taken away from work and it's made them reevaluate who they are and what they want from life. And we all want more time. We want more time with our friends and families and to be able to do the things we enjoy. 
And maybe, you know, commuting for hours a day and being stuck in an office filled with cubicles isn't what most people want. So I think that this, the next normal is people empowering themselves to create something for themselves that they love. I think we as women need to believe in ourselves more and have more confidence in business. I actually, I had a call with Elena, who obviously was on the on your uh, mastermind yesterday. And uh, we were talking about one of her upcoming summits, which I'm going to be speaking on as well. And we were talking about what we love in business. And I sort of went, I love making money. And she went, no, that's the hook. That's what we want. We want to see more of that. And, and women don't talk about these things very much, do they? We don't talk about the fact that we like being in control. We like running our businesses. Up until the start of this year, I was very firmly placed in business and mindset. And then the pandemic happened. I too had an event that was supposed to be happening in May that got cancelled. Um, But what it did, the pandemic gave me space to think about really what this whole course is about, which is how do I want to be showing up in 12 months' time? What does the world need from me? And am I really in alignment with, am I really in alignment with what I think the world needs? And so after kind of going all in with my clients and helping them and really trying to just hold everything down, I did something that I don't think I've ever done in my business. And I had a three-day blackout. I turned my phone off. I turned the computers off. And I just went and sat and listened to what was coming up. And now the way that I talk about my work is I'm a quantum transformation coach. And what has been a amazing is when I think you know I looked at what's been going on in my business since the start of this year and I've made more money in the last five months than what I did in the whole of last year I think what is required of people now is to really be looking at what is going on in the world and really looking at the role that you want to play I think that anybody with just just a half a it's not even conscious but anybody with half like a kernel of mission a half a kernel of purpose it's like there has never been more crap going on in the world that is calling you to rise right now so if you're not going to do it now you're never going to do it like like, literally you're never going to do it and it's just You know, a lot of people I know went into fear and a lot of people thought that they were going to need to pull back or did pull back because they were paralyzed. And I really understand that. And again, those are the people that I looked at and said, they need to hear me right now. You know, so what am I going to do? But I work with a lot of single mothers who are the sole breadwinners and they really needed me to say, If you want to go out and work and sell, then go out and work and sell. And this is where the pivot and the purpose became so much more important because people had to really look at, is the thing that I'm selling really valuable right now? Is the thing that I'm selling going to help people right now? And if it wasn't, then we needed to change it. So it was, so people could go out without any shame, without any guilt, knowing if you're going to ask people to invest in you right now, then you're doing that from a real place of I am serving. 
I believe that what we are experiencing now is a shift in global consciousness. And I believe that we are at the start of a new awakening. And what that is asking for and requiring of us is a new level of leadership and a new level of activation and like for us as individuals and it's really an invitation so it's not just about doing what feels good for you but it's really understanding the difference between separation and unity It's really, really an invitation for us to look at what does oneness mean? This thread that goes around the entire universe and connects each and every one of us as humans and the collective humanity. What do we want as a collective? And I believe that the new normal is an awakening of more and more people who are ready to stand up and say, that we are all connected and this is about uplifting everybody. Yeah, so there was a lot of confusion around um, the whole crisis situation and how to respond to that. And um, because a lot of my clients, they they are online, they worked on their digital products for a very long time and they had great successes and they made sometimes more money than they've ever made before. And they're like, Natalia, I even don't know if I can talk about that. I don't know, can I still be positive? And I had the feeling that especially in the German speaking region, especially in rather conservative parts of, of the country, it was almost like people would would get upset if you would just spark anything that would be positive because everybody in some people's perceptions needed to understand that it's terrible and we're all suffering and it's da 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 and I'm like okay I do understand and um, you know we're here to acknowledge that it's a terrible situation but like everything in life what is positive or what what can we learn out of this how can we help each other and um, so we all found our way how to comment on the current situation without offending people sharing our own perspective and for the first weeks we really focused on uh, how can we serve you how can we help you you know lead by example lead by being the change you wish to see So I think it's beautiful how much more we reconnected to community and appreciate the people around us and and make friends with strangers and find new ways how how to serve each other. So I hope that this will also stay post-pandemic. In the beginning, we might have a few funny rules that we need to follow, uh, but sooner or later, it will go back into normal whatever that means because i think that none of us here is normal i think we're all extraordinary the way how we work we the way how we live it's not normal anyway so no need to measure ourselves based on these standards it will go back we will have learned a lot and i would be super curious to see how and when it's going to change so i believe that the new normal is less of a normal in the sense that 
people will more and more have the courage to look at society and say, okay, this is what you want me to, you know, this is the guideline. Okay, fine. And if that works for you, fantastic. But I believe that a lot of people will have the courage and the strength because they survived this pandemic and crisis to find their own answers and their own solutions. So I do believe um, there will be more individual solutions, um, hopefully more empowered, happier and more successful people. So there will be a split towards those who grew out of it and who who say wow that's my second or third life and those who who go back to everything how it was and just feel miserable and sorry for themselves and so the last three months have been amazingly interesting um so for my blog business i have been i work a lot with travel brands so that clearly postponed. Everything was shut down. They were like, hold on all partnerships. Um, And so I felt like kind of the travel industry and the e-commerce industry shift to, wait, we need to hold on. We need to, like Molly was saying, kind of stop the ad spend and kind of see see how it plays out, how long this is going to take. Uh, I am loving seeing people who have always wanted to start a business, but were too afraid to uh, finally are like, okay, I'm on unemployment. I got furloughed. I'm going to now take a course, a program, hire a coach and actually dive in. And so I think a revolution, entrepreneur business revolution is happening. A lot of people contracted and are scared right? There's like one side that are like, okay, I'm going to save my money. You got to make sure on a rainy day. But there's also the people who were on the cusp, I feel that were like waiting for something. And unfortunately, sometimes we need like a life threatening thing to happen, right? So we get in an accident. We're like, okay, I'm going to go do that thing I've always wanted to do. And I think this was that thing that pushed people to be like, I've always wanted to do this. Like I could get COVID, you know, and that was kind of the thought that I was seeing people who were joining um, my program. They were like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. Why am I waiting? This could happen at any time to me. I should just do it right now. And so I think the new normal is like, there's a lot of people now looking for their next thing or their new thing. um, And they're being more courageous about it, which I love. Um, And I love, you know, helping people grow their personal brand. So for me, that's a win-win for both of us. And so I think that's the new normal is people starting to realize that maybe having a job is not the most stable thing in the world anymore. Um, And nothing is secure. And it's up to you to create that reality that you want. Uh, Like I said, I'm the CEO of Smart Marketers. So our job is to educate you guys on what to do in your business, how to grow, how to make peace with this changing digital landscape, which is really similar to our world right now. (laughs) And when all of this started, it was funny. I was saying to our students, like, I feel like digital marketers and entrepreneurs, we are some of the best prepared people for what has happened over the last few months, you know, rapid change. (laughs) Uh, We experience that every day in our businesses, stuff's changing, problems pop up, um, algorithms change, whatever it is that you're facing that day, like that's normal life for us. (laughs) And we have a high uh, stress threshold in that way. And that's just something that is interesting to me and that I wanted to point out so that all of you guys know, like you are well-equipped to handle this and whatever else is to come, you know, the world is never going back to normal. And in a lot of ways, that's a great thing. I feel like business and values are just 
I don't know, everything's more exposed maybe isn't the right word I'm saying, but it's, it's real, it's more raw. And I think that's the direction that the world is going in. Like people are literally waking up. And so that changes business in a huge way. For me, that's exciting, especially in the online marketing space, because there are a lot of people that don't really care what they're doing. Like they're doing it to make money and people want more than that now. You know, they want to work with people who care, that are genuine, that are authentic, that care what's going on in the world. And so if that's how you're showing up, if you know you're living that way already, like you're good to go. <laughs> and, and I think you're, you're going to see more of that. And I think that it's interesting because I couldn't agree more, by the way, about you know, online courses, membership, whatever, whatever format, like that's only going to rise. And this has caused that evolution to happen so much more quickly than it would have, which is exciting and, and good for us. This has been a great opportunity to do those things that you've always wanted to do to slow down. For me, with my two kids, life has been hectic, homeschooling, but at least I'm not shuttling kids back and forth. I've had like a really good moment of Zen to look at my business and to be able to continue working and reworking some of the things that I've always wanted to do. I, I have a saying, I have a card here that I keep in my office and it says, never, never, never give up. On the inside, I wrote, always be Oprah ready. And that has always, <laughs> that has always been my mantra even before COVID to be Oprah ready because I don't know if you've heard the stories when Oprah invites um, guests, you know, when she touches you, your world changes. But for some of those people, they went bankrupt, <laughs> you know, because they couldn't handle the, I mean, their websites crashed, their systems were not strong enough to handle the good things. So we always think, oh, when something good happens to me, then, you know, but you have to be ready before the something good happens to you. And I'm hoping that this would translate far deeper because one of the biggest problems that I've had has been getting into stores that don't think we matter. I, I mean, I've had stores that no longer accepted because they said, oh, they've had a polite way to tell me that it's not their demographic, you know? So, and even some just don't respond once they see what you're about, they don't respond. And that has been such a barrier getting into bookstores, just bookstores that sell any book. I, I say, just put it there, you know, put it there and I'll send my audience to you. You know, we, we'll be on the list, <laughs> you know, my, you'll be on my stockist list. And I say, well, this is one more place you can go. But people, you know, at first glance, they just assume there's no market for it. So that has been really, really tough. But I've also been insistent that we're going to be in those places that we shouldn't be confined to only Black bookstores. I want to bring Africa to the world. I want to bring wellness to the world. We, we consume everybody's. They can consume ours too, you know? I'm hoping that it will have a more positive implication where the people who are making these decisions about what books they can accept or what magazines and publications they can accept in the store, hopefully they would be more open and not just for me, but for all the other Black publications. COVID has been really interesting for me. You and I were together in Miami right before 
it, it kind of blew up. And yeah, it was it was a scary time. And I think two weeks later, I was supposed to be in New York for a week. And then I was supposed to be in Australia for three weeks and then coming to Iceland and then Italy and all of my travel has been canceled. But, you know, I have to say, I have a little bit of COVID slowdown envy for people who have been able to take a little bit of a break because our business has been full on busier. So I think the first thing that I did is I really, I I got clear on what my assumptions were that might happen to the business. So I am a I'm a cash flow freak. I am very a very big believer that business exists to generate a profit and I've got a very long runway of cash flow in my bank account. And so the first thing that I did is I made some predictions around what business I thought we might lose based on the situation and if we actually lost all business. So I did best case worst case if we lost all business what did the runway look like in terms of supporting my team before I needed to make some big decisions in the business? What is my, my next normal? And I think because my normal doesn't feel like it has been disrupted, I'm not necessarily thinking next normal in terms of the COVID situation. But when I think about the evolution of my business, I will tell you that there's a few things that I am looking at doing in order to be able to better serve some of those clients who maybe are not ideal clients for me privately. And that includes maybe creating some more online programs. I mean, I did an online program, gosh, it must be a decade ago. I think it was before it's time called the social business Academy. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't go well when I first launched it. And over the years I've dabbled and I've got some things on my website that are old and, people are buying them. And I cringe every time they buy them because I think, oh my God, it's so old. And then they email me and they tell me how great they are and how much value they got from it. And it just makes me think there's a demand for what I know about business and marketing. And I need to invest a bit more time and effort in creating some of those digital products that are affordable and accessible to others. And I have not made time to do that. And so that's one of the things that I'm looking at for my new normal. I think that as leaders, it's important to recognize that sometimes, sometimes we don't know what to do. And sometimes we don't know what's next, right? And especially in a time like this, I think If you are fortunate enough to have a coach like Sigrun, who is able to really help keep you focused and keep you supported during this time, that it's just, it's such a blessing and it's so incredibly important. Financially, we've been fine. Our sales have actually doubled over last year. And again, I think that That's just because we're fortunate to have an online business. And so when something like COVID happens, it's not just your audience looking to you, it's your team who rely on you for their full-time income (laughs) and all of the challenges that they are experiencing with their own family behind the scenes, the illness, the various things that they have going on. I flew from Switzerland. So, so I flew back. And then, as you know, the borders closed 
really quickly. I think it was February 28th or 29th. So I was, I found myself in bed. I found myself in bed in a wheelchair. I couldn't even make a coffee for myself running a virtual company. Um, at any given time, we have up to 30 contractors, my business development director. She actually got COVID. Um, she's based in the UK. And so they were messaging me, you know, what's the plan for the year? <laughs> well, at the same time, I'm hearing we're going into quarantine, but I had been in quarantine for three or four weeks already um, just because of the injury. And so what I realized is that, you know, I was going to launch a mastermind and this mastermind was going to make up about 30% of the annual revenue. We were getting ready to launch it in March, but the mastermind was dependent upon four live events in luxury locations. And you know, it would be 30 to 50 people. The profit margin was quite nice, but it was going to be this magical experience. All of a sudden, 30% of the revenue was gone, as well as another uh, marketing channel, which is speaking. I was slated to speak, you know, all of these different places. As you know, Sigrun, that was no longer a possibility. And so I felt like it was this huge opportunity because as someone who does run primarily an online company, I was used to working from home and anyone who does run an online business, that is a huge benefit. But what I realized was it's not enough just to serve women of color as clients. It's not enough just to have women of color and diversity on the team. It's not enough to have microloans, you know, deployed throughout the world. I really started getting intentional about having curated conversations with people that I know and trust and love and hearing their stories to not only highlight the people that we serve, but start bringing even more of those microloans to the U.S. as well and, and see, you know, what can we do as a business to allocate a percentage of those profits or a percentage of the, of the top line revenue here at home. So I think we can all do our part. It's going to be about listening and about highlighting um, new stories and new perspectives that we haven't before. So from our business, that's what we're hoping to do is work with even more women of color, allocate microloans to even U.S.-based organizations and people who can use that. And then for myself, just really being intentional and curated. You know, one of the things about being in PR is you're kind of supposed to know everything and everyone. You're supposed to be a super connector. That's the whole point of why people pay you. But what I'm realizing is that I can be even more intentional on the people that I talk to and the conversations that I have. And so personally, that's a really big step forward for me. At the start of Corona, I will admit, I had a few moments of absolute freaking panic. And one of those reasons too, is that in the last year, um, I just finished building my dream home. And I also bought a massive big farm that um, we were turning into a wedding venue. So I was like, oh my God, what have I done? This is the worst time to be, you know, um, with two massive big mortgages. But here's the thing. I knew that people were looking to me and suddenly I had probably double the amount of podcast requests. And so it was like when you're on a plane and you're looking to the flight attendant when there's turbulence to see if they're freaking out, to see if you need to freak out. And so I realized I was like, oh, I'm a flight attendant here. 
and I need to get I <laughs> I need to get my mindset back on track, which I know how to do, and I teach because I know people are going to be looking to me to see. Uh, should we be freaking out right now? What are we supposed to do? Just sit here and starve, you know, for the yeah. next couple of months? Yeah. I'm not going to apologize for serving my clients and feeding my family. And that just shows, though, without her doing that, imagine if that was the only support they had in that industry and they all have just sat there and gone, yeah. well, I guess <sighs> I can't do anything now, you know. But I will say it's mm. also totally okay. I think every entrepreneur needs a a business girlfriend that you can be petty and bitch to. We are the first generation of entrepreneurs who can make money with the internet. For all those who were told as a kid, stop talking, you talk too much, we make money out of that now. You know, we're the first generation who can, um, we can make physical products without without even touching them once. And so that actually brings up some weird stuff for us because we haven't quite caught up with that, like in our lizard brain, right? And so Mm -hmm. all the stories we've been told about working hard, it doesn't quite compute with how all of us can make money now, which is not working hard and not doing things with your hands and not physically laboring for your money. So please be gentle and compassionate with yourself that that actually feels a little bit weird and it feels Mm. like that people in your life don't understand that. It feels a bit discombobulating. Next normal for me, realising one where I where I can make my business more inclusive. That's definitely, you know, we've seen this in the last couple of months that we you know, we all have blind spots around race and inclusivity. So that's a big one for me. But also being really clear that money can change the world. Um, I hired a philanthropy coach last year because I wanted to be very intentional about where my money was going because, you know, a, a lot of countries are not going in a great direction in terms of inclusivity and looking after the environment and things like that and you know what that takes money behind the scenes that takes money for advocacy groups and legal advocacy for the environment and for laws to change and you know what unfortunately there's a lot of money in politics at the moment Donald Trump sends out emails every single day asking for money for his re-election campaign and so I am super passionate about putting my money into the world that I want to see and so when uh, Corona first occurred, my immediate sense was euphoria. Wow, here's the crack we've been waiting for so the light can get in. Here's the opening we've all been waiting for, like a dramatic opening for change, for quantum leap. So that was my initial uh, thought, that it was an extraordinary opportunity for transformation and for, uh, for an upgrade into the new consciousness. Mm. Then comes a mail from Sigmund that my favorite conference on the planet in June is has been postponed to 21. And that's where one of the reasons why I, that's one of the ways I realized the consequences of mm. this crack. That this this was not only going to be um, a pleasant ride into the new consciousness, this was going to be a bumpy road. This was going to have a lot of consequences. And this yeah. is what crisis do to us. It's, it's, it, it creates real resilience and it creates real community. We start to know, notice that we cannot go, go through. I mean, the, what, what gets people through crisis 
is community, is each other, is helping each other. And we feel so much more motivated when we're all in the same boat. Mm. So uh, it actually opens the hearts and opens up creativity and opens up. Sometimes we have to look further and look up and, and really get access to our intuition. So, so much good can come out of crisis. And that's what I've been focusing on. Well, I think that it's very important to uh, know where you're operating from. So if you start giving in a crisis out of fear of not receiving, that's the problem. The fear is the problem, not the giving. So it's very important where you come from. So do you come from guilt, like you were talking about, or do you come from fear or shame or, you know, all those feelings, I mean, are going to have a ripple effect. So it's very important that we can, if we give, and, and I think this, the crisis is a good opportunity to notice where do I give from? But if you give of, of real generosity and compassion and of just this feeling, I had this feeling of, of let me ship into the hole what I can ship into the hole. And if everybody does that, we have a pool of resources and, mm -hmm. and good energy that we can all draw from. So I, I thought it was such a beautiful opportunity to just see, just experiment actually, to do like the scientists, experiment and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Just like Denise, and I think for many of us, when it first hit, it was this real just sense of, um, well, there was, for me, I also felt a deep devastation. I live in Southern Africa. Um, there's extraordinary inequity, um, poverty, real challenges economically. So there was this huge wave of reminding me why I do what I do. Holy moly. The internet, is it not just a shifting of wonder and joy? We were laughing earlier as well, saying we wish we'd all had shares in Zoom just before yes. this. But there's also just been, for me, such a widening and expansive way of looking at connection, community, intimacy, vulnerability, and realizing it doesn't just have to happen in person, that with curation and with consciousness and with vulnerability and openness, I've had some of the most intimate, beautiful, extraordinary, connected experiences with my tribe, with my peers through this. And it's just really expanded so many opportunities for me saying how, you know, how to keep that connection going. So it's been this exquisite and excruciating mix all in one. Who's, who's your community? Is there that consciousness to be to clean up our stuff so that we can turn that crisis into something that is expansive and not just then contribute to so much of the, the victimhood, the spiral. Now, I'm not saying anger and, and frustration and grief. Those are really good, but with consciousness so we can move through them. Yeah. And I think this is so important where we also then have this kind of collaboration. Who is that community and, and what is who do we also have in terms of sisterhood can also go, you know what? You're getting into some shit there. <laughs> let's do a spring clean or whatever we need to do, but let's get you back to who you really are. There's devastating stats. I mean, they're about 10 years old now, but they haven't changed significantly, which is also heartbreaking. You know, women around the world represent about 65% of the workforce, and a significant amount of that work that they do is unpaid. They, they grow 55% of the food. So food security is predominantly prescribed by women, control about 42% of the wage bill. But they own less than 1% of assets. That's actual physical property, stock market assets, business ownership. No wonder we have got such a messed up world. We've literally got 
half of it, without this economic power, without the representation, money is just a representation of one of, of the core power. It gives voice, it gives mechanism to make choices, to take action. And that's why I'll say I'm a financial activist for my activism. And I contribute to say, for God's sake, woman, let's step up. We have to learn this. And it's not just about, it's not about shame. It's saying, let's learn these skills. Let's get over that shame. Let's get over that guilt. Because if we do not do this, the world is just getting more and more messed up. We need our power. We need the compassion. We need the energy of women in this place. And we have to have the fuel of money behind it. Yeah, you know, I think for me what's really come out and also with a lot of the just inequity and inequality and discrimination and the disempowerment that comes from when we don't have access to opportunity and how to break down those barriers I think almost through this craziness, I've felt a far deeper confidence to speak far more of my deeper truths, where maybe at a level on my business, I felt, well, I speak about money and investing inside. And there's this core underneath me, which is far more, let me say, fierce and (laughs) activist and going really. And there's, I think I'm feeling far more of a courage and a confidence, but also ability to call to just speak a lot more of some of my deeper truths, to want to bring that out, to really go money and service of what? Money and service of life, to speak more about conscious consumption. What does that look like? Where we really start understanding the power of the choices we make, how we consume our energy, our money, where we direct it. And really start bringing more voice to that in a lot of ways. So just really dropping and, and having the courage to speak more about these aspects of my side and, and risk and risk in that side. Because I'm going, well, shit, if COVID hasn't taught us that, you know, life's risky, shit, we're never going to get it. So we might as well yeah. just bring all of ourselves in and see where the hell that goes. You'll find the show notes, links and bios of all the speakers at sig.com forward slash 385. I hope to see you at the Self-Made Summit, June 22nd to 23rd, 2021 in Reykjavik, Iceland. I can't wait to see all these speakers on stage and share with us even more mind-blowing insights. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.